from MPB Think Radio. This is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jay White, here in for Jason Klein with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today we're back to the basics, so that means it's an open topic show. Anything that's bothering you around the house, let's see if we can get it fixed up for you today. Big or small, let's make sure your house is summertime ready and can handle these hot days ahead in Mississippi. Also, with hurricane season starting soon, yay, we'll give you some tips about being prepared if a storm hits. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. That's fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Fixit 101 from MPB Think Radio after the news from NPR. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jay White, sitting in for Jason Klein, who's been called away to duty uh, up front where the red tabs live, the important people. And uh, I'm here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today, we're back to the basics, and uh, that means it's an open topic show. You know, Jason always says, I'm the... I'm the the fix it guy. I'm I'm the amateur. I don't even qualify for amateur status. I I look. I search stuff on YouTube. That's uh, my qualifications for fixing things. So uh, that and calling people like Jeff or Dale, one <laughs> or the other, or even Jason. So, as I was saying, it's an anything goes topic, uh, open topic show today. Anything that's bothering you around the house. Let's see if we can't get that fixed up for you today. Big or small. Let's make sure your house is ready for the Mississippi heat in the summertime. And also with hurricane season starting soon, we'll give you some tips about being prepared if a storm hits. Was on the Mississippi Gulf Coast just about a week and a half ago. And um, my wife actually uh, uh, mentioned to me how encouraging it was to see as much... um, commercial development as you see on uh, Beach Boulevard, Highway 90 now. It seems like it's as active as it's been in a long, long time. It's a great thing to see. It's a blessing. It is coming back, uh, looking better than ever. It really is. And, you know, for folks who didn't live in Mississippi, especially for folks who didn't live on the Gulf Coast and had to live through that proper, um, to be, you know, so many years after that event and to still say that okay this is a thing that is still causing stuff to move slowly that seems like that can't be possible but absolutely total devastation but to see people maintaining uh their diligence and their passion for the mississippi gulf coast and working as hard as they have been and still are to this day this long uh after that event is awesome to see so congratulations to those people down there and being able to to uh, enjoy all the things that are happening on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Uh, share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email 
to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. That's fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And we already have some calls. All right. Uh, Virginia from Career down in Pearl River County. What's going on, Virginia? How you doing? Good morning. How are you? Happy Wednesday. Did I say that, did say that town right? Let's hear. I said Career. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. I think it should probably should have been Carrier, but here they told me that it was Carrier. So. I've asked, you can ask 10 different people who live in that town, and they give you 10 different uh, uh, pronunciations of it. So uh, I've, I've never been able to, uh, to, to figure out which is the actual proper way well, to say when it. We, when we moved here about 14 years ago, the real estate agent said, well, honey, it, we were new to the South. So, honey, it's just, it rhymes with diarrhea. Oh, goodness. So, Great place to live. That's the, only I, the, the simplest explanation I ever got was call it career, like your work career or something like well, that. That's a good. That's a, I like that better. Yeah. I, like I, that I better think most people don't that. care as long as you don't call it picky, right? Right. That's exactly right. All right. So, you got a question about French door security. What's I, going on? I do. We moved into a home that um, 14 years ago that was only three years old, so the home's 17 now, years, and we have a set of um, two French doors, you know, two sets of French doors, and we use one set frequently, and mm. the it seems insecure. You can just bang on the top, and the pin, top pin drops down, and they look like they'd be very easy to break through, and we want to replace them or secure them. We looked this weekend at patio doors, sliding patio doors to replace them. But I like the look of, of French doors. What can I do to secure those French doors? Is there some sort of an after kit? I know I looked online. I don't know how secure they are, these French door kits. Or am I safer just replacing them? They're hollow. They're steel, hollow steel. Right. Met, um, doors. And I just want something more secure there. They look like you could just easily kick them in. There's there's a couple different ways of doing that, uh, the, and I'm going to start with the least expensive first and then move to the more expensive. Okay. Uh, least expensive would be what is called a surface mount head bolt, and it's just what it sounds like. You mount it on the inside of the door, mm-hmm. um, depending on if you got an a 8.0 or, or a 6.8 door. Uh, they come in different lengths. You simply attach it to the inside panel of the fixed door, and when you want to lock it, you slide it up. It goes into mm. the into the header of the fixed door, and it will give you additional security. That is the least expensive version, um, and it goes up from there. Now you can you can get a new French door unit that is called Multi Point Hardware. And what that does, it gives you three locking points that is activated by the handle, by the door handle. Uh, It locks at the bottom, it locks in the middle, and it locks at the top. It's called multi-point hardware. Now that that that's that's not going to be cheap, but but that's does that actually lock it or just secure? Because right now I've got a bolt at the top, a bolt at the bottom. That's right. That's right. Yeah, a, a slide bolt. Uh, a, a little bitty pin, less than, less than a quarter in 
um, diameter. Now, the multi-point is going to be three deadbolts, one at the bottom, one at the top, oh, and, 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 okay. and one in the middle. It is very, very secure. Okay. So... What about those French door kits where they have a plate on the outside that secures? Yeah, that's that, more kind of there. That that plate is is more more or less just that someone cannot stick a screwdriver or a pry bar in 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 you know in, oh, and okay. and open up that lock. It doesn't really do anything for you for the top or the bottom. Well, would I be would I be smarter, I'm sure it'd be less expensive putting those patio doors in there. How Are those patio doors more, the new patio doors more secure? I know the old ones, like my grandma had, we had to put a broom handle yeah, you know, in, yeah. the, in the trough. Um, well, it's still only going to lock at that center point. It's, it's not going to lock mm-hmm. at the bottom or the top. Okay, so, so the multi-point three-locking hardware would probably be my most secure way to go right but but you're not going to do a retrofit on the current doors that you have you're probably right. going to have to order new a new door unit and okay. and 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 when you when you look at door units just ask for the multi-point hardware it's it's okay. it's very common okay and are those steel or fiberglass the uh, all of the all of the above steel wood fiberglass um, Which is most secure? Oh, I would say probably the the. I like the wood. There's more maintenance to the wood. It looks better. It feels better. It's heavier. Um. So and then then of course you've got metal clad. It's all over the board. Do do some research on multi point hardware, and you'll you'll definitely see what I'm talking about. Dell, if you had a choice between trying to tune these up or, or, or go new, I mean, is there a... Now, you know me. I'm uh, 17 years old. My first thing would to be replace it with new. But <laughs> if you have a sentimental value there, and it all depends on what point. you're trying to keep out. I mean, um, how safe is your neighborhood? But for me, I would be going for looks and um, economical. I would just change it with a quick door package, the 15-panel door. That comes in the box with the handles and the locks, ready to go. All right, Virginia, but we appreciate you. Go ahead. I'm not trying to keep, um, you know, make it hard. You know, if I lock myself out, it wouldn't take much to get in. But uh, how secure is it? I mean, you know, iron doors and steel doors, uh, just, you know, get a good security and a nice look. All right, uh, Virginia, thanks for starting us off today. You can uh, get in. It's uh, Anything Goes Today, Open Topic Day on Fix It 101, six, uh, 1877 MPB Ring, 1877-672-7464. Email us, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Anne is in Clinton and uh, has a question about device for helping uh, disabled folks. Anne, thanks for calling. Uh, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, in an ad recently, I saw uh, some kind of a thing that uh, transports, looks like it should transport quadriplegics into the tub so they can soak and uh, and then, you know, reverse it and, and take them back out. Are those things available or is there a place where you can go near here in Jackson to look for this type of equipment? <clears throat> I missed the question. I'm sorry. Kind of like a lift. To lift you out of the chair to oh. the tub. Oh, sure, yes. And you're talking about specifically for the tub area, right? Sure. Right. 
right. Yes, ma'am. You know, somebody that can't push, they can get in and, and soak, but they can't get themselves back out. Yes, ma'am. Is there uh-huh. a type of a contraption that you can use? The walk-in tubs, I understand that the, the, the uh, seats are too too low anyway. Well, Kohler makes a walk-in tub that is just phenomenal. Uh, I was in Kohler, Wisconsin a few months ago and and um, saw it firsthand. It's, it's absolutely fabulous. And... Um, what you want to do, you want to you want to call someone that is certified in aging in place, um, and and has some some knowledge of of what you're wanting to do. But yes, ma'am, there are lifts that will put you in the tub and take you back out. Okay, are they locally? Or is that something I have to be online to research? You you can probably I would say you can research it online, but I'm sure that that uh, in all of the uh, major cities in Mississippi, there's probably some way to find access to those products. Sure. You know, whether uh, it's Jackson, you know, Tupelo, Meridian, uh, the Delta, Gulf Coast, Hattiesburg. There's probably somewhere close by that you can get you can get you know at least that, fairly local access to that sure. stuff. I, I'm a I'm a um, certified aging in place specialist called Caps. Uh, you're welcome to call me. I'll walk you through it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we can walk you through it, but but yes, ma'am, that's that's something that we do on a regular basis. Okay, how would I contact you? You can uh, you can call my office six zero one two three. I'm sorry, six zero one. You just give out your home phone number or your cell phone <laughs> number. Myself. I almost uh, did the same thing five seconds six, ago. Six zero one eight five six five seven six eight is uh, is my office, and we can. We can definitely get you pointed in the right direction. Five six five seven six eight. Yes, ma'am. Okay, thanks. I knew you'd know because I listen to you all the time. Well, thank you. Uh huh. And thanks so much for calling from Clinton this morning. We appreciate it. Uh, I tell you what, uh, talking about uh, you know just kind of spacing out and almost giving out the wrong information. Uh, I'm the local host for All Things Considered here on MPB Think Radio. Yesterday, uh, when I recorded my breaks, giving away the the factory secrets here said Monday. Oh, yes. On all, on all four of them. Yes. And what's funny is when I saved them into our automation system, I saved them initially as Monday. Caught myself, resaved them as Tuesday. Didn't think to listen whether or not I said Monday or Tuesday. So they all went over the radio yesterday saying, hey, what's up? Yeah. Happy Monday. Yeah. Even though it's not Monday at all. And I got caught by John Pitts, the sports editor. From the ordered, Tupelo, uh, the Northeast Daily Journal, which is always fun. I, I, <laughs> I ordered Monday's lunch special yesterday. Oh, my goodness. We're all being thrown <laughs> off right, by the, exactly. the, extra, the, the extra day on the week. All right. Uh, open topic today. Help us or let us help you get your house ready for these summertime months. Also talking hurricane preparedness a little bit later on. Your calls after this break, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Email us your question. If you can't call, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Fixit101 continues after this time out on MPB Think Radio. Your home for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Thanks for listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jay White in for Jason Klein. And uh, we thank you for listening this morning here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601, Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Open topic today, any and all of your questions and problems from around the house, the yard, or anywhere else, one 672 7464 is the number. That's one eight seven seven mpb ring Email us your questions, if you will. Fix it 101 at mpbonline.org. Go to the phones here again in just a moment. First, uh, let me ask you guys. I got uh, at my house, uh, what was he? I guess the, the soffits, the, the little overhang area mm-hmm. at the edge of the roof, the underside of it there. That's what, you, that's what that is, right? Correct. Yes. So my, I, I can't tell if mine are dirty or rotten. Is there a way that? Is there, I'm sure there's an easy way, but what's the way that you can tell? Because, I mean, I guess maybe I want to, like, pressure wash it or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. There's not really a point in pressure washing rotten wood, right? Not, well, you can, um, you know, if you have a ladder access, uh, just um, hands-on touch it and feel it and uh, do a inspection like that to make sure the wood is not rotted or water damaged too much. And, um, you know, before you go into pressure washing, you want to kind of check it. If if anybody's going to paint, you would definitely have a little prep work to do, um, scraping or sanding and caulking, stuff like that. Yeah. Another question I have, I, I, I told these guys, uh, Jason was like an open topic show. I was like, I'll just ask some questions about my house for an hour. <laughs> um, I bought a house with a garage door that has windows across the, I guess, there what, there's like four main panels correct Mm -hmm. and the window there are windows across the third of the four third up Mm -hmm. uh and the guy did the inspection of our house said this is this is not a problem right now but it's going to be a problem i've lived in that house less than two years and that thing has been flying apart basically since the ink dried um is that a common thing because he seemed to see that and know that that was going to be an issue and he he talked about the weight of the windows is what pushes the door out of whack and I mean the hinges. Is that the, a wooden? Is it wooden, Jay, or it's aluminum? It's an wow. older aluminum, wow. right? It, yeah, I'm guessing Heavy. it's a little bit older. Hmm. You know, that's it. the heavier doors do have more maintenance on them because they're just wearing everything down. It's it's so heavy. Yeah, and well, the, the operating. It, you know, everything has a shelf life. Yeah, that's know? true. Everything. Yeah. So it, it may be time to uh, consider replacing those. And it's you know, a garage door is not extremely expensive. It's not. No, I was really looking not. at uh, the the local yeah. name, name brand box store just this past week, and it, and I don't know about the doors, but the the motors anyway, which I would think is a fairly specialized thing, not very expensive at all. No, no, um, it's uh, you can you can get that whole package installed for, gosh, and I'm going from memory, eleven hundred bucks, yeah, so somewhere in that neighborhood, nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but that you know, if if you have a garage door like that, that may be a little bit older, and it seems for whatever reason like it keeps trying to peel itself 
yeah, right. <laughs> out of the casing or out of the out of the rack there, that that may be one of those issues. I think, I think it's probably giving you the message of, hey, you know, it might be time to consider replacing me. <laughs> right. All right. One eight seven seven. You're not listening. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we we've been trying to patch it. I, I guess maybe uh, eighteen months of patching is right. uh, has it's mm. it's time to move on. And it should be a little quiet too. Not just hear all the mechanical like an old roller coaster. Yeah, something right. like that. <laughs> It shouldn't sound like a wooden roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. One eight seven seven MPB ring is the number one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Email us fix it one hundred one at mpbonline dot org. Barry is on the road and wants uh, to ask us a question uh, about the walk in tubs we were talking about early. Uh, Barry, what's going on? I was just driving down the road trying to loosen my load. I wanted to ask <laughs> about that. Uh, if there's some parameters on the cost, I mean, does it have anything to do with how big it is? Um, my wife and I are getting up in age, and it's getting harder and harder after she's had that knee operation. Right. I don't know if it's cost prohibitive if you're on a fixed income, or you could get a doctor's prescription to help with the, the Medicare or that's something out of your round. Yeah, that's that's above my pay grade, Barry. Okay. But um, the 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 tubs are not inexpensive. Okay, they're. Are we talking three thousand dollars, two thousand, four thousand? You can start around three. Um, okay. You okay. know, the problem with a walk-in tub it has been in the past is the amount of time it takes to drain them. So you're sitting there in the tub, and you pull the drain, and now you cannot get out until that tub is drained, and eventually, you know, it takes so long to drain them. Kohler has come up with a system that has solved that, and uh, but, you know, I don't want to say it's pricey, it's it's... It's a lot more expensive than a jetted tub. I'm going to put it that way. So, um, As we get older, it's probably worth it. But after listening to your program, I did have one other question, if I could, and you've answered that one. About the sliding doors, this house was built in the 60s. Is there – we talked about putting French doors to replace them. But we were wondering if there's any way that they could be fixed. Do you take them off? I mean, I, any thoughts at all on they don't uh, want to slide, in other words? Well, yeah, I mean, you can order that, That you know, you can you can have – uh, I installed some in Eastover, actually, where, where we had two fixed panels and then we had two sliders. You know, it was about 16 feet long. It was a long bank of doors – um, and then, you know, like I said, two two fixed on each side, and then the two in the middle opened. I uh, hope that answered your question. I, that's, Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Hey, Barry, by the way, uh, the questions that you were asking at the beginning about, you know, if, if you need a walk-in tub and, you know, would it qualify for this or that, I, I would I would call your health care professional. And, and, you know, the least that they can do is say no. You know, and the best they could do is probably, um, I don't know if they'll be sure or not, but they could at least forward you along to the next person that could probably give you some, some good information. There are some. Um, right. At least it's worth a try. Yeah. I, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, Jay. Some of the uh, tub dealers, just try them. They might offer that uh, yeah. payment. Oh, plan. yeah. You mm-hmm. know, the. Uh, 
it's several companies out there in different commercials and just see um because like like you know they're gonna cost a little bit yeah. more but um they should offer um and financial there, payment the, plan. The bigger the bigger distributors or, or the bigger brand names, I mean that's that's the demographic yes. that these that's things right. are targeted to, so they may have something. One thing about it, once they install the tub in your house, we know you're not going anywhere, so all we expect is payment. You know. It <laughs> <laughs> just take a long time, but just make that payment. One eight seven seven MPB ring is the number one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email fixit one oh one at mpbonline.org. It's uh, an open topic show, little fixes around the house among the things we're talking about today. A little bit later on, uh we'll we'll go over some hurricane preparedness. We are uh, coming up upon hurricane season and uh that's always a thing to uh, at least uh, be wary of here in the state of Mississippi. Um, fixing broken tile in the bathroom. How do you go about? Uh, when, how, how you go about doing that? I've got some uh, some brick looking, I guess, veneer maybe on the floor, or something like tile, something like that. And and in, in certain places, it's cracked. And and I don't I don't know if this is something that's a it's a pattern that. Maybe it's not offered anymore or was you oh, know, wow. done special by the homeowner, previous homeowner. How do you go about trying to match something like that? Or, or if I just want to try to patch it up, if it's just a crack and, you know, maybe you can uh, cover that up in some sort of way. What's the best way to go about doing something like that? Be prepared. I mean, um, like you say, you might not be able to find the same tile. So um, look at other options. You might can get creative and just put a sample piece in there, you know, something abstract. That would uh, go with the uh, look that you have. Mm -hmm. But um, basically, you want to take those broken tiles out and see if you can uh, get as close a match as possible. But um, you can get creative and maybe create a new pattern. That's true. That's true. Or buy a rug. (laughs) For me, anyway, that's probably what I wind up doing. Let me ask you you guys. I'll change the whole look. (laughs) Let me ask you guys about uh, staining brick. Got a fireplace in my house that's kind of like it's it's got a brick pattern that's kind of an old school color pattern and um, you know I was thinking about maybe going with a, a like a deep dark red uh, although Pinterest tells me that I'm supposed to whitewash everything I guess that's uh, right, the chic right. thing these days sure uh, how hard and I know there are companies that that do that specifically the 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 staining brick different colors is that a hard thing to do for the the fix-it guy the the home improvement um uh husband and wife at the house a weekend project you could pull off or is that asking for more trouble than it might be worth that'd be a fun project um you can mortar rub it to to give you a look Mm -hmm. you can paint it um uh, we're 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 painting more and more brick these days. Yeah, I know we don't like to paint the brick, but it, it's just become a new custom now. Yeah, is it is painting versus staining? Is there a difference? Am I am I looking more into that than I should? I know I, there's some there's a lot of painted brick around because you know patterns and tastes and styles change. That's right. That's right. Um, I you know I'm I'm becoming. A fan of painted brick. Now we're painting more and more brick on our new construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can buy the brick cheaper, um, so the cost difference is about the same at the end of the day. Um, and in the past, I've just been opposed to painted brick, but you know, just 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 like you said, it's it's getting very popular. So, 
I would say the painted brick seems to last longer now. You got uh, more protection from the weather and the elements, you know, it's just um, leaks and stuff like that. So a lot of times the bricks will be natural, and then we'll, you know, recommend um, after so many coats or coating, they'll wind up uh, painted with a waterproof uh, paint. Yeah. Six oh, I see. I almost did it again. It's okay. One eight seven seven MPB ring. One eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four is the number. You can email us fixit one hundred one at mpbonline dot org. Today, little fixes uh, is the topic. Kind of an open topic show. If there's anything going on in your yard, uh, anything uh, going on around the house, uh, anywhere, any kind of thing you're trying to fix up. Uh, we're here to take your questions. I'm here with uh, Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601, Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. This is MPB Think Radio, Fix It 101. We'll be back after this break. MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jay White in for Jason Klein. And I'm here with Del Moore, Affordable Solutions 601, Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today, open topic show, little fixes around the house, around the yard, whatever it is that you are looking at trying to uh, spruce up uh, just in time for the summer. Looks like the summer heat has found us uh, after it looked like it was late for a while. I know the rain has found us for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, that guy can go somewhere. One eight seven seven MPB ring is the number. One eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email us fixit one hundred one at mpbonline dot org. Hurricane preparedness, preparedness a little bit uh, later on in the show. Right now we have up in Horn Lake. Terry wants to talk about uh, converting a fireplace. Terry, thanks for calling. How's it going? Hey, it's going great. I'm so glad you guys are here to help me. Well, um, we appreciate you calling. Yeah. Uh, recently, um, well, we're moving to New Jersey. We've had a home inspection down here. We've got a couple of violations. Um, one is a fireplace. Uh, it was originally a wood-burning fireplace that we converted to a gas-burning uh, only. So we have to render it non-functional so nobody can come in and set a fire in that, in that fireplace. So how do we do that? That's my first question. And the second question is, um, the bathroom vents are vented into the attic, but they that's a violation somehow as well. Um, but, you know, mind you, all of that past inspection when we built the house in 1993. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wish I had a dollar for every time I heard that phrase. <laughs> it's Terry, I, and I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not beating up on you. Um, no. 
filtered in. I mean, we would have to buy tubing, you know, 25 feet long to, to reach the exterior wall. Well, it's um, let, let's take the simplest one first, venting your fans in the bathroom. Um, they make a flexible pipe. It's very, very simple. Hook it on the vent that's coming out of your um, um, vent exhaust, fan, exhaust fan, existing vent fan now. Take it up to your roof line, and uh, uh, it's called a turtle vent. It's just a cap. Get get someone to cut a hole in the roof, put the turtle cap on there, and run your vent right into there. It's very, very simple. Okay. Um, I need to get two of those. Yeah. Now, uh, converting the fireplace yeah, Dale, you want to, that to, an un, wow. to an unusable so, uh, you pile don't want of bricks. So you don't want to use it at all? You don't want a, um, a gas functioning fireplace? Well, I think she said they're Terry, they're moving. And yeah, so let, let, let me. Let, you know, that would be a selling let, tip for the house to have me, a functioning space there. Let, let me ask you a question: um, Is there a chimney on this fireplace? There is a chimney up in the attic, and we had an addition put on the house. Okay. So I'm not sure if they <clears throat> did something with the chimney when they did that. Okay, fine. Topped it off. <clears throat> I, I would simply, and, and it's gas now, correct? Correct. Okay, and but there's no logs in it. No, no gas logs. You just you use the gas to start the wood. Wood, real wood? No, we don't put real wood in there. It's it's those fake gas logs, you know. Okay. You look at them, and it, and I, it looks real pretty. I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand the uh, violation. Um, if it's vented, if it is truly vented. You're fine if it's not vented. Get you a set of non-vented logs. They 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 make them. They are they are within our building code in Mississippi, and they're called um, um, non-vented gas logs. Can I pick that up at like Home Depot? Or? You sure can. Um, sure. Mm-hmm. And that's only if it's um, non-vented. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I'm struggling with why that was a violation. Unless that, unless someone has done something to that chimney, uh, to where it is not vented anymore, and and you've got obviously a set of logs in there that are for a vented fireplace. They 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 make both kinds, but it sounds like a very very simple list. Yeah, those two um, things. Yeah, that's a small punch list. Yeah, I'm 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 from South Haven originally, and there's some excellent contractors in the South Haven and Memphis area that can help you. Great, alrighty. I appreciate you guys helping me out. Thanks a lot, Terry. We appreciate the call from Horn Lake this morning. You can call us up on Fix It 101 this morning. One eight seven seven MPB ring is the number. One eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email us, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Open topic day, anything uh, that you have that's uh, kind of in your uh, upcoming projects queue, I guess you might say. You can mm-hmm. call us and uh, talk to us about that. Um, hurricane season starts June the 2nd. Governor Phil Bryant has declared May 29th through June 2nd, Hurricane Preparedness Week in Mississippi, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, rolls right off the tongue, mm-hmm. is predicting an above-average hurricane season. That is wow. um, 
11 to 17 named storms, 5 to 9 hurricanes, and 2 to 4 major hurricanes. Wow. I feel like that's Goodness. great news. Um, all right, so here are some tips about preparing your home for hurricane season. Um, Java has compiled this list and handed it to me. This is not off my personal knowledge, so I'll say words, and then you guys can tell me what you think about uh, okay. this list here. Uh, hurricane winds can cause trees and branches to fall. I know that. Um, so before hurricane season, tr- trim or remove damaged trees and limbs to keep you and your property safe. True. Very good idea. Seems like an easy thing to do. Well, yeah, limbs are going to be taller than you can reach. So let me ask you guys about this. And this may be, I mean, you guys uh, build and work on stuff. Is, we may need a tree guy here, which we've had on the show before. Yes, but, we have. Uh, my neighbor had uh, part of the huge tree in his front yard, half of it. It's one of these things where it just splits almost right, right off the ground. Mm-mm. Half of it falls yeah. over yeah. Um, uh, into my yard. Luckily, nobody was there. Um, but um, once it split, you could see the uh, at the bottom, almost the entire inside was just rotted. Yes. It was rotted yeah. out. How can you... Uh, I mean, it, it looked like a normal tree from the outside. How can you, you know, pick and prod and poke around on your trees to make sure that something like this doesn't happen to you and you don't have a, a tree fall through the middle of your house? Yeah, you know, it, I, I suspect that tree was given signs that I'm not as healthy as I should be. Mm-hmm. Dropping limbs. Uh, something, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but now, listen, I really want everyone to listen to this closely. If you're not familiar with a chainsaw, you're not familiar with, cu- with cutting a tree, please hire someone. You, you can you can hurt yourself so quick. Right. I would say that's – I would treat a chainsaw like a gun. Uh, yes, if, if you're not it's trained dangerous. with it. Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> At least that's the way – if somebody brought a chainsaw, I'd be like, oh, yeah, there you go. Right. I'm going to watch you from over here. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, secure loose rain gutters and downspouts and clear any clogged areas – or debris to prevent water damage to your property. How important is that, especially with the gutters and stuff? Very. Because a lot mm-hmm. of rain, you know, they're going to turn itself up. They, you know, the weight of the rain, um, 8 to 10 pounds a gallon in a clogged gutter. Yeah. yeah it's going to just... It's going to back up. It's going to run under your shingles. It's going to create... Uh, it's going to create havoc. Damage. Could, uh, so clean them out. out. Could rot that esophagus out. Mm-hmm. Quickly, uh, let me ask you. So, if, if you live in a place where there's a lot of trees around your house, and you have limbs, uh, let's say a big storm comes through, and you've got a bunch of limbs and leaves on the top of your house, I've heard people say you need to get up and get that off as fast as possible. What, what, True. What, what can happen if something like that sits up on top of your house for you know a couple weeks or so? What's I mean? Well, eventually that debris is going to end up in the gutter. Mm-hmm. So once that ends up in the gutter, now 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 your gutter is not a water trough anymore. It is a leave and limb trough. It becomes uh, a flower bed. Well, yeah, <laughs> and and so now the water cannot leave the roof fast enough. Uh, if you'll notice when you're driving around, you'll see in a valley where it's just full of pine needles. Mm-hmm. I guarantee there's a leak because oh, yeah. the water run down. It it hits the pine needles. It can't it's get off the roof up. fast enough. Yeah. And it's it's the water's coming through the house. That makes the water back up and runs right. under the shingles. They're correct. That uh, pine straw in the valley is um, real dangerous. Even leaves because the uh, allergies and the the makeup of them start to eat the shingles up once they start going back to the F. I mean the earth elements. Yeah, they eat a hole through the roof and cause a valley. Like you said, that's the first thing you look for. Um, sitting debris. 
the shingles start to rot and mildew and mold. Then you get a little, um, the decking starts to um, deteriorate and rot. Yeah. Then you have termites and uh, oh, those mercy. other little bugs yeah. up there. You can stop there. It's going to be a disaster. <laughs> Not just getting the roof, but you got to have all that structural um, repair. All right. Uh, reduce property damage by retrofitting to secure and reinforce the roof, windows, and doors, including the garage doors. Retrofitting. Explain that to me, because I see that word, and I'm like, what does that mean? Retrofitting. That's um, the modern way of making something old look new. Uh-huh. You know, you can retrofit Kind of like it. that first call we had there with the French doors. Yes. And, and you know, you can retrofit the windows, what they'll do in a, in a case with the steel windows that mechanical let out. Mm-hmm. They might um, either take those out and just retrofit the new windows in, kind of case down around it. And it gives the house um, the look of newer windows instead of those um, old windows, retrofit those windows. Uh, consider buying flood insurance. I can tell you personally, that is a thing that you don't think about until you have to think about it. So think about it before you have to think about it. Wow, that was deep. Uh, but was uh, deep. Thank you. But um, that is a thing where it is. it seems like a waste of time and money until you have to use it, and then it pays for it pays for its lifetime in one yeah. one use. Well, I mean, it can be devastating without it. Right. You Absolutely. Know, and can. I, can, I, I speak from personal experience about the flood insurance. They kind of go together with fire insurance. You know, you can say, well, it's not really needed. But, yeah, you you might just, yeah. you know, that one time, one flood, one fire. Either way, you, you should have those um, insurances. I can also say, uh, and I'm not affiliated with any uh, home insurance company, so I'm not getting a kickback from this, but if you have insurance on the building, go ahead and do the contents as well. Insure the contents of your house. You might as well. Please. If you're already out there that far, you might as well do the whole thing um, unless you just know what's coming and you can get it to you know, get it to a safe place. But even, I mean, you can't. No. I mean, you can't lift everything in your house up off the ground. Is <laughs> a thrifty shop um, economy sale? You know, it's still worth um, insuring the content. That's it. Absolutely. Um, make copies of important documents. Oh, that's probably but, something you should do regardless. That's right. Make a videotape. Do something. Uh, I've been involved in so many insurance claims. You, you think you know what you have. Yeah. Um, you don't know it all. And, and and put those documents in a safe place. Absolutely. Uh, finally, after the storm, photograph the damage to your property in order to assist in filing an insurance claim. All right. Uh, great, great, great points. And again, this is uh, the hurricane season starts uh, June the 2nd. Uh, that's coming up right here. And um, uh, hurric- May 29th through June 2nd is Hurricane Preparedness Week. Here in Mississippi, 11 to 17 named storms, 5 to 9 hurricanes, and 2 to 4 major hurricanes. They're expecting a heavy hurricane season. Awesome. All right, we'll take our last break of the hour. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. Call us up. Open topic day. Little fixes around the house, in the yard, in the garage, up in the attic, in the basement, wherever it may be. Call us up with your uh, questions, comments. Tell us what projects you've been working on. 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Email us, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Fixit 101 returns after this time out on Think Radio.
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. It's Fix It 101 on uh, MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening. Kevin Farrell in relief coming out of the bullpen right there. One eight seven seven MPB ring is the number one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. I'm Jay White filling in for Jason Klein. Of course, we have Del Moore from Affordable Solutions six hundred one and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks here. Guys, at the very beginning of the show, I uh, didn't get to ask you because we went almost immediately to the phones. But what is uh, what's what's on your guys' radar? What you've been working on? What you've been uh, uh, thinking about and scheming on uh, in your worlds here? Man, it's it's busy. It is yes. real busy. Um, building new houses, remodeling uh, our electrical uh, business. We've we've been extremely busy and blessed. Um, truly have. Dale, what do you got going on, man? The same, man. Uh, just really busy. Um, we've managed to do, I guess, about. I would say at least four roof jobs last week, and uh, we're still renovating downtown buildings. Um, we got some patio covers to design, uh, some fences to build. Um, you know, uh, man. A lot going on. A lot of things. At this point in the year, heading into the summer, is this when is this when business oh, this picks up? Season. Yeah. Yep. Is, is there an advantage to trying to do work in kind of the off season, like maybe in the winter time or something like that? No. Is there is there an off season? Like, oh, there, <laughs> camp. There, really, you know, there there really is not an off season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah for real, it's become year round now. It used to be the, the typical eight months, six to eight months, but now I think people build year round. All right. Just to stay, um, uh, you know, on schedule. All right, Java Chapman, our producer and engineer, has a uh, email question for us here. Go ahead, Java. Yeah, we just got an email come in uh, just a few minutes ago uh, from uh, Britain, and it says, "Hey guys, my wife and I just purchased a townhome in Nashville, so we're um, countrywide over here, and it has hardwood floors. There are a few dark spots on the wood." where the previous owner's pet had apparently soiled the ground. Is there a possible fix for this, possibly refinishing the floors? Um, what should they do? Mm. Hardwood floors and the pet mm. uh, from the previous owner, you know, you can you can tell. Yeah, <laughs> they might wind up having to do a little sand in there to get down to a... Interesting. Know, to, to get that out of there. I don't know about that urine stain. Well, if it's a sandable floor, you know, is it yeah. a... Is it a um, is it solid wood? Is I was going to say, a, if, it, sure if it's like true, if it's, well, he said Nashville, but, oh, Nashville. But, but regardless, I mean, so if it's like true hardwood, that's a sandable deal, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. But if you've got uh, some of the manufactured some, wood. Some of the manufactured laminate is, is sandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, just depends on the veneer on the top, if it's thick enough. Um, yeah. It's going to take a little research. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to call them Nashville. I don't know their name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they didn't specify on the type of hardwood. Sure, it just sure. said uh, hardwood floors. But I know in Nashville they have some beautiful homes, so oh, it could yes. be that natural, the natural wood. One of Absolutely. those custom homes too, the antiques. Right in Natchez, it's probably some antebellum. Uh, you know thing. it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you guys um, about um, 
concrete, driveways, patios, stuff like that. How difficult is it to to float uh, a patio or a driveway, something like that? Is that a difficult, John? Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yes. I would not consider that a first time a weekend warrior project. <laughs> right. No, because it's non forgiving. Concrete's going to dry. Oh yeah, you got a uh, mess then. Oh yes, yeah. That's that's a on the and hammer it, scale. That's that's going to be a seven. Just think of this: you do the project yourself, and it's got the wrong um, water runoff. You know, if you don't finish in time, it dries up on you. You got an ugly look. Um, you know, honey's mad. The water's running so back it's, it's into the house. A, that's called a jackhammer. Yeah. yeah. Oh. At the end of the day, you've no. learned the hard way. Yes. Right, so, that, 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 I would say called a profession. So let me ask you this: uh, I have a walkway between. Uh, my driveway and the house, and it's this kind of old school rock, uh, mm-hmm. pebble looking finish. It's, oh, called, it's nice. called exposed aggregate. Yeah, that's exposed something. Anyway, um, <laughs> it, the, evidently my yard I mean, for a house built in 1978, the house has remarkably little foundation problems, but the yard is like uh, it's like a Roots. it's like a battlefield, uh, and so that walkway collects water. Oh, Would wow. it be better for me to go over that or not knock all that out and start over with a new walkway? Hmm. Because it just collects water. I mean, you're walking. I mean, you need waiters to get to my door when it rains hard. <laughs> see how it yeah. drains yeah. off. Um, yeah, which right. way is the flow going to go? Is it? Gonna, are you going to need a um, coupling there? Um, covenant? Well, it, it, I'll tell you where it flows from the driveway and the house into. Right where those two places okay, merge so in the walkway. it's trapping water right there. Yeah. So I think the simple fix is to put a drain tile in that in that area where it's trapped, mm-hmm. and uh, can probably fix it with a drain tile tunnel under your existing walk, and then let that drain out. Let it daylight somewhere uh, mm. past that past that walk. Okay. So. Let me take it one step further. If I wanted to get that aggregate mess, whatever you called it, right? If I wanted to lose that look on my driveway and my walkway, would it? it do I need to just up with it, or can I go over top of it? Like, can I float? Can I refloat the driveway? On the grade. Is it going to yeah. be too high? Do you need to dig it down? Right. Form it. Well, up? I'm just talking about from a cosmetic standpoint. It's going to be higher anyway. Well, concrete is not going to bond unless it's a, a minimum of three inches thick. So, oh yeah, that's, yeah, you uh, could you could end up with a with a bigger mess, cracking, crunk, creeping, yeah. crumbling. Um, yeah, oh we. Well, I mean, regardless, I just assume that it's going to bust now up into a million pieces because we live in Mississippi. Eventually, if you rehab <laughs> what you got, it's really a, those are some good driveways. But you know, sometime over the years, it's time to pull it back, put down the new um, the mat, mm-hmm. you know, weed and um, the you know keep things from growing, and just push it back. Yeah. And level it off again. Okay. And you kind of cultivate the land to, if you need to add dirt, add some dirt in and make sure that you got the runoff and the slope where it pushes to the street. It can be um, redone and and functional. Well, we're at the end of the hour. I didn't even get to ask you about the popcorn ceilings. Oh, boy. Mercy. Big deal. Uh, 1978. Yeah. Oh, boy. You want to keep them? No. You want them? I don't want them. You want them? No, no. No, nobody wants them. Right. I don't even think you can sell them on uh, what's it called? Let go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fix It One Hundred One is a production of MPB Think Radio. It's funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Today's show produced by Java Chapman with a, a pinch hit appearance by Kevin Farrell there, and our call screener was Kevin Farrell. 
For Del Moore, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jay White in for Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Sharita Brent coming up next. Enjoy us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio.